What's up, guys? Jessica I here with How I See It and my wonderful co-host, Darren Branch. Welcome. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you for having me for episode two. (laughs) Very excited about it. Obviously, we released it this week, and now people officially know, and we put it out there, and we're just ready to go full force on, you know, just giving our opinions on everything, but also showing them like a glimpse of our life. I mean, how much are you going to let people in? Like, are you going to, I think it's going to be a growing thing though. Are you prepared to just release the emergency break and go full in? I mean, we're already there. I mean, professionally fighting, like I, for many years now, I mean, everybody has all these assumptions about my life anyways. Why not set the record straight, right? Like by having a podcast, like now you get to see all of my life. You can be a part of everything and you could stop making assumptions about me and I can kind of use my, my own microphone the right way. So you're going to tell your story. If they're going to tell a story. It might as well be your story, right? right? Like, <laughs> instead of something random. Look at your head. Yeah, I know. It's looking Look great. I'm doing I'm doing great. I, I did, um, when you guys said my hair looked nice, um, I'm trying to be a better girl, you know? <laughs> it doesn't come easy for me. So um, I got my hair, did my hair today. You got your hair did. But my forehead's healing so well. You know, like last week, we were actually weren't supposed to get any of the stitches out until this Tuesday, my birthday, July 27th, and we ended up getting them removed on the 19th because my forehead started to get a little bit infected. Like it started to reject the stitches. Um, I think I actually sent some video so everyone can see. Um, this is what it's starting to look like. It's getting more yeah, puffy and red. Out. It does not Every day. hurt, but it's, it's time. I would really like them out. <laughs> I sent that to the doctors and my manager and I was like, all right, it's time. Like I I've never had stitches this much. in like my four, like we've had them in my lip from like fights when we've been through it, but like for it to look like that, I was like, all right, something's not right. And so once the stitches were out, right. The mm-hmm. infection went away right away. Sorry. Well, I'm just the redness. I don't even know that there was a crazy infection. Um, but I have some updated pictures. I think I took them for everybody. And like, there was one updated picture that was like still super red, that like after the like video I took and yeah, yeah see like how it's super angry. red and like you can see those three spots are like where they made the big cut closed and then there was a bunch of small sutures that they used um, to to really like you know minimize the scarring across my forehead so um, and then here we are today you know um, when we were supposed to wait till tomorrow but now we finally. Um, have that last updated picture, which looks really, really great. And I'm really, really happy with it. Um, and it's exciting because they even told me that because of where the cut is, it's so great across like the front of your, your face that it almost is like a wrinkle line. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, we're going through it. We'll, we'll figure out as it goes on, you know, obviously I don't care about scarring when it comes to fighting. Like I knew what was going to happen, you know? So I always, I always say that like I've had other scars, like my eyes, I always look a little tired outside of, a, you know, burning down a little bit. You know, I always look a little tired. Um, so, um, it's starting to go away. Yeah, right, a girl's been through so. some things. There's going to be some scars involved. Right? <laughs> There's going to be some scars involved. It's called Botox. I but asked the, them. The I, fact <laughs> that it really is completely horizontal, mm-hmm. not only did it put over the fact that your third eye was emerging. Yes. <laughs> right? And give you an, a whole a whole lane of psychedelic jokes to get into. But yeah. also, it will, over time, it's easier to hide something that's going to be in the same line as a natural wrinkle. My chakra's open. So, yeah. <laughs> Doing all kinds of stuff. And I feel like that's where it comes from. Like right now, like I, I have some other things planned in my life. And I think that's kind of where we come out into like 
this past weekend, um, UFC, it was another fight night. It was TJ Dillashaw's return. Yes. And um, wow, what a card. You know what I mean? Like, I'm usually a little bit, like, critical after I'd fight. Like, I try not to watch some of the Uf UFCs. Like, it's like, all right, I just spent so many weeks training in a training camp, doing so many things. Like, I want to be present in my friends' lives and, like, go hang out with them. Like, not feel like every single time I'm trying to shove fighting. Um, contrary to what everybody might think, fighting is not all of my life. And it's not all of my friends' lives either. You know, sometimes they're like, hey, dude, can we have a break from it? Like, we need a break from talking about it and you know like you being tired all the time from you know training and stuff so and that being said but what were we all doing on saturday on saturday <laughs> we start texting each other about the ufc because we're all watching the ufc in separate locations all right so like even though oh, it's not my life it's like yeah but it, it is though like at the same time it is so like it doesn't have to be the absolute center be all end all of life yeah but is that thing that we all have in common and like as soon as the fights were on I was thinking before before your 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 cut had a chance to close. I was like, <laughs> one of these two women on this card tonight are gonna say my friend's name, and the the reason I thought that was because there there may be a history of of online chatter between you and one lady whose name I'm not even gonna mention. Yeah, I'm not even gonna mention her yeah. name, or like the kind of dumpsters that we associate with her. <laughs> I'm not gonna mention this, right? But then there was another lady who was fighting on the main card. A woman by the name of Macy Barber. And Macy won her fight on the judges' scorecards. How did Macy actually get in the UFC? That's contender a good question. Series? I was it contender series? And I and honest to God, sometimes I'm just so caught up in my own life. Like it has nothing to do with me. Like, if I'm not a super big fan of you, like I don't know your story. And just like anybody, like this is the podcast is for the super just guy fans and for the new people who want to learn about me and and my normal life and in, and in my fight life. So like that being said, like I, I don't, I think it was contender series, right? Like I think, I think she may have gotten into the UFC shortly before the contender series existed. Mm. Um, mm. Like through the, the regular means of like, I had a good showing at a small show and I've got a good story and maybe I'll be the youngest champion. That's the story that Macy yeah. at least puts out there. I don't know if she believes that herself or not, but to call yourself the future is your nickname, right? Well, how uh, we can push the future into a distant future. But like, wasn't that? <laughs> but wasn't that Rhonda's thing before that? Like, wasn't it Rhonda? Rhonda's thing was a thing, right? What was hers? Like, um, I couldn't tell the you. Reason. Oh yeah, the reason that, was, her that thing. was like the hashtag behind it. My, what are you talking about, Mike? My art photographer, Lazy the Savage. That's what he helped her like create that hashtag behind like her video series and all that. So. I think that it's a playoff that so like back like back play of women's MMA. So I think I think it might be. So her path to the future, she sees <laughs> going through you. I know. And she chose to say oh that God. on national television. And so what she said, um, I think we do have a clip. Yeah, we do. We can play that clip for the audience. At alpha male. Every time I cut weight, I think of two things and what I want to say and. Uh, Jessica is number eight, um, so I would like that fight. You know, she just fought a tough fight, and uh, she's coming off a loss. I would like to come and uh, get a win over Jessica I and take that number eight spot. You call out um, winners. 
You call out winners. That's what you do. You call out winners. You know what I mean? Like, so like we, we had addressed like, you know, some of the things, um, you know, in our first podcast, you know, and had talked about the judging issues and had talked about some of the things that had happened. And, and again, that is one of those fights. That was one of those fights where Maverick won that fight. And I don't know if anybody said watch that fight and actually seen it and seen where that come from. Um, you know, Miranda won that fight and I, I hate that for her because I felt like I felt very empathetic because that's the same thing that happened to me and those same judges were judging that night. Yes. I did notice that the same judges that judged your fight, in my opinion as well, improperly that gave it 29, 28 in the wrong direction. Not even just in my fight either. It was other fights. Same, yeah. This is, a, you this know? is the thing that's been happening a lot recently. Right. A lot of the decisions have been wonky. Listen, I'm getting all worked up. I'm going to eat an edible right now. And, they, <laughs> and the UFC hasn't adjusted in any <laughs> yeah. way. And the thing about it is, it's difficult well, that's why I for tweeted that. I did. Adjust. I tweeted that on purpose. I said that. And I was like, um, I was literally like, UFC, you have to do that. And then there was like some people like backlash about it. And yes, I do read your guys' comments. Sometimes I will block you if you don't say the right thing because I can do that. And then sometimes I really think about it. And I'm like, I never saw that perception. And, and, and people are like, oh, you can't blame the UFC. I don't physically blame the UFC, but they could do a better job. The NFL has strict rules and guidelines to be a referee to be a part of it and i think that even every commission has to now start up like updating and start saying hey look like you know um we're gonna make stricter rules i think so that's twenty dollars exactly for do. a fight license that's why you know I mean how much money are these people making that they're that motivated you know what i mean there's come on you know what I mean? They're not making that much money. So why should they really care? And especially when their friends are betting and we look back on that, was was what I think the betting odds at the end of the Miranda and Macy Barber it was like negative twelve hundred. So let's make sure that the audience really understands here. The UFC does not appoint the judges for these fights. The athletic commission appoints these judges. And so that's one of the main problems, right? So what the UFC could do which it's easy to criticize anyone, but what they could do is put pressure on each athletic commission mm -hmm. and say, look, we've noticed that the standards for Money your talks. judging Money are, talks. are all over the place. And if you guys don't fix this, we're not coming here. And if we don't come here, then you don't get money. Have a nice day. Figure it the yeah, fuck out. Yeah, but it's out. Las Vegas. That's not going to happen. I hear and what you're sucks. saying. It's Las Vegas. That'll never, that'll never happen. They will come here there, but and that's what sucks. So no matter what happens, is there's like there's either gonna have to be incentivized like programs for young adults, right? Like as much as you young kids are trying to get into MMA and like I want to be the fighter, like come be the hero for us guys, be the hero and start a judging school. That when we look back at fights, we actually see that. And and I'm gonna use myself as an example because it's the best way to do it, right? Is that when I showcase a sport and I showcase a skill set and I showcase the art of it and that and I can't use that as a way to win. It's um it, it's unfair. You now, know what I mean? And it's discouraging. You did say that she's supposed to call out the winner and in fairness, that's what the fuck she did. Yeah, of course. <laughs> she of course. called out you who won her last fight even though they are going to tally it in the wrong column. Right. Yeah. She saw that fight. She saw who won that fight. And she sees that you have something that she needs. That number eight ranking is inside the top 10. 
and that's like I actually think it's more than that. That's a visual. Do you I, know I, that? I think it's like I think it's like woman. I think it's like a woman thing. You know what I mean? I think she like. It. I really do though. I think it's like in this sport we forget because there's so many chances in like life where like women, like we don't know how to put ourselves in front of the microphone the right way. So like we always use other examples, and I feel like I'm one of her examples. I'm one of those things like she wants to be like. I remember that. I remember the first time I fought. You know, Misha Tate and. I like I admired her, Gina Carano. Like I, I admired those girls, so I wanted to be. There were things that I used as an examples of how to be a better of myself in this industry. Um, but now this is the new day and age. You got to be so yourself. Like you got to find a way to stand out in such ways that make you so original that like you don't have anything like the other person. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I don't know if I'm saying it correctly. Like. So you believe that she's trying to fight that woman she looks up to? Yeah, absolutely. 1,000%. So like, I remember the first time she asked she me like what shoes it. I was wearing or like complimented me and stuff like that. And do you not remember at Greens and Protein when you, me, and Casey first got here, right? Because I'm a good person, right? And you see somebody who is dealing with it, right? Macy was maybe 20, 21 that then. That sounds right. And she had went to the UFCPI and ain't nobody talking to her and nobody wanted to hang out with her. And she was sitting at Greens and Protein by herself, getting waiting for her food. And me, my, you know, my brother and yourself were sitting there and we invited her to sit with us. You know what I mean? Like, cause that's like, that was something that we felt like she was there by herself. Like, let's, let's take her, you know, like, let's, let's be cool. And I really learned in this industry that there isn't, it isn't like, that's why I always say that, like, I'm very close to the people I'm close with because I know, and that's outside of this industry because I know that they really have my back. This industry is cutthroat. People change teams all the time. People tell secrets all the time. Like, you can never trust that someone actually has your back or wants to be a friend. That is only why the only person I'm friends with and truly in the 125 division that, like, I actually have a friendship with is uh, Gina Mazzani. And that's, like, she's actually a good person. You know what I mean? Like, and I met her when we weren't even in the same weight class, when we were just training on Extreme and... I had surgery and she brought me over a little pink llama. You know what I mean? Like, so like, I, I, I know what it's worth. I knew it. I, I kind of can always tell like when people like, again, like they, like, I think you kind of said it like your IG, like human, they like you have a crush on her. Like you always check on their profile. I'm, I, I'm, I got a couple of those too. You know what I mean? Like they're my IG crushes, but like I am constantly using their pages almost like, oh, well maybe I could do more of that or I could do a little less, you know? So like, I think she gets that from me. I do. And so now she's ready to try to kill the master. I guess. Is that, isn't that how it's supposed to go though? Like, I mean, it kind of things to like something I wanted to ask you about is like the, the Donaher crew. Like, you know me, I'm always asking you to do this stuff because like I'm so not in fully into the jujitsu world, you right. know, and I, and I'm learning more. Like we trained with Rafael Dominos, my last fight camp, and I'm learning more, you know, all the time, um, and jujitsu and learning actual like true jujitsu and competing more there, um, over the past couple of years. But what happened with like the Donaher thing? There was like a big thing with that. So there's a group of guys who are known as the Donaher death squad who mm -hmm. are all trained under a guy named John Donaher, who's a Henzo Gracie black belt, and he was in the blue basement in New York City for years and years, right? During COVID, they all moved out of there, moved down to Puerto Rico and started training hard and shit, right? Mm -hmm. And still competing through COVID. 
there's also an entity known as Flow Grappling that we're aware of, right? And Flow Grappling's headquarters is in Austin, and they've been putting on events that feature a lot of these Death Squad guys. And they've been yeah. going around. How many of them are like? Guys. Is the is the Death Squad like the Caesar Six? Is that what it was? Right? It's like, kind of like the. It's kind of like that. Like so, but I don't know who that is. The so, scrap but I'm pack just was those... like Nate, Nick. Okay. That little clique of like Stockton guys that were all fucking people up, Gil, Gil Melendez, all those guys. Yeah, it's kind of like a newer so version. So they of that called for them. Jiu-Jitsu. So those guys were there, and then now it's the Death Squad guys. So now those Death Squad guys. There was, and how many were there? Five. There's there's like the core Craig. group, and then there's another group that they call the B team. No, no, no. So stop. I don't want to get that confusing with everybody. Yeah. Can we just start <laughs> with the first original? Like, because I think that's the most recognized one. Craig Jones. He was not an original. So he's not in that original no, group of Craig those. Craig is so from then, Australia. Don, Craig oh, moved to okay. hang out with them. Okay, so Donaher, Donaher. So Donaher brought up Gordon, Gordon Ryan. And it seems like these are all the New York guys, yeah. right? These are a bunch of that worked with GSP that yeah. like developed, you know, yes. GSP. Um, these what, guys with, all um, came up Henzo, in the blue basement. With, at, at Henzo's place, like mm-hmm. that area. Okay, so these are all New York guys. New York, New Jersey guys. So Gordon Ryan. Gordon Ryan, Nikki Ryan, Nikki Rod, Eddie Cummings. Those are that's the core group of okay. guys, and then Gary Tonin, right? That's the mm-hmm. core group of guys. That's the Death Squad, right? Mm-hmm. Then Craig Jones was kind of on some like, if you can't beat him, join him shit. And was he was originally with uh, Lachlan Giles in Australia, and was like, you know what? I've okay, been so emulating that, these those guys. Group of those guys. So the, we'll say those group of guys because like, so th- them and basically, um, it's like uh, the first jujitsu breakup. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it's like the first big team breakup in that way. And um, I condone all those guys because it's always hard to do your own thing um, in this world before, you know, everyone always, I, I as a fan and a part of me wanting to be a little inquisitive, I wanted to talk with you about it just because like, I'm sure that there's, you know, there's always juice. There's always something that goes on. That's the most interesting part about it is that right now they're not really leaking any of the juice, which makes it seem like maybe they really are. But one guy is really leaving. But leaving. They're leaving. They're leaving. People are leaving. Leaving. So that means all the guys are literally going, someone's staying in Puerto Rico. Because I know they posted all this crazy stuff. So I know that was like big news. All that's known for sure is that Gordon Ryan's going to open an academy in Austin in the coming months. Um, whether or not someone's going to stay in Puerto Rico, unknown. Um, whether or not who's going with who, no one has named names on their post. They're just saying like, oh, we're all splitting up. We, we're all friends. We wish everyone the best, basically, right? But this is the nature of, of jujitsu teams, right? This is just the first time there's been a truly high-profile team in the sport. That's yeah. what it really is. God, that's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. I just, um, my stuff was flooded with it and I'm always curious to, you know, see what happens. And, and it's always sad because, you know, like, unfortunately, you know, I was one of those people who, you know, I left strong style and it was not a good split and it's always sad. You know what I mean? And it's always sad to see something so special, you know, find an end. Um, but I hope those guys all the best. And I, I just, it's, Again, big MMA news whenever, like, <laughs> it's like divorcing, you know what I mean? Like, oh, my God. <laughs> See, but with MMA, when MMA breakups happen, I think it's different than when these type of jujitsu breakups happen because the MMA breakups usually do feel like truly like breakups. The jujitsu breakups are actually more like expansions. Right. So, like, if you bring up a certain amount of people... They're going to leave you to start their money. own thing. It's usually money that yeah. causes the biggest issues. And so and then the question is, about it. 
Do you let them go and start their own thing without being monetarily involved in it? Do you let them start their own thing, but you are monetarily involved in it? It's like, those are the, those are the factors. They're going to start their own thing eventually. Like if you teach someone jujitsu and you make them good. Well, shouldn't you want something like that? <laughs> yes. I, just like anybody. Like I always thought that like as a part of life, like if I'm, you know, personal training has always been something I will always do. Like I'm developing more things on the JessicaEvilEye.com where I can interact with people and do personal training with them from all different areas and being able to do that. But my biggest thing is like, it shouldn't be every day forever. And if it's fine, it's like, if you want it to be an everyday thing to help you monitor, I, that, that is there too. But you want to see someone really, you want to know when something really listened to you, when something really, you know, heard you, when something really is going to apply all the things that you taught it is like when you don't have to say a lot, like if you have to constantly scream at me about that kind of coaching, like, are you really listening? And to me, the type of person I am and the type of you know, coach, I am the type of like individual, like I'm not going to repeat myself because then that means you don't listen. And you don't really care. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're not going to actually apply the, you know, the things I'm giving you, then, you know, it's, it's, it's a waste. It's a waste for me and it's a waste for that person. So, um, you know, let's hope they, they get it, you know, all figured out for themselves. Um, but God, I feel like there was a lot of MMA news this weekend between Macy Barber, you know, and her call out. Like, I feel like my name's just kind of thrown back out there in the, <laughs> in the mix of the MMA world between the Brazilian jiu-jitsu world really coming alive with things, you know, like Submission Underground and, and doing things like that and, and having flow grappling, you know, wanting to bring a platform where people can watch Brazilian jiu-jitsu and be a part of it. So... It's nice to see those guys come back to the U.S. like here and not the Puerto Rico. I mean, not it's not easy to get over to Puerto Rico. <laughs> you know what I mean? A like, lot easier to get to Austin, Texas. Right. And be able to <laughs> maximize your ability to get out to new people and help them. So, yeah, uh, good luck with them. So there's a uh, we'll see what happens with those people. Have you been watching the Olympics? I've watched a decent amount of the Olympics. You know, what's weird. I think it's harder to watch the Olympics now that we don't have like standardized TV, right? Like what do you, you could just sit and watch NBC and they would show you the Olympics all day. Yeah. And like now you have to like, if you really want to see things, it's very niche. So like, yeah, not unless you get Hulu. Hulu's Hulu got live. It. Hulu live. Like I actually like it. Like it just like you can, you can watch like that. They basically have that. A la carte. Like, yeah. Like I want to watch judo. Well, you could do that too, but they have a live stream like NBC, NBC, their channel has that where it's just like, if you were turning on the TV, you could watch it like that. And what are you watching? Um, I watched basketball. I saw us get spanked by France. Um, but I always, my favorite is always watch gymnastics. The gymnastics is always a cause. Obviously, um, Simon, Simon being from Ohio, right? You got to support her. Oh, Simone Biles. Sim Simone, sorry. Simone <laughs> Biles, right? I can never say anything right. Simone Biles, right? She's, she's. So when we say gymnastics, isn't it funny that we really only mean like women's gymnastics and we don't mean rhythmic gymnastics ever? <laughs> no, and I get that, and I'm with you. That's actually, it's interesting when you say it like that. And I think that we should probably be a little bit better about identifying it. Like we, I did watch men's volleyball, and I was pretty interested. I was like, wow. I, that was the first time I've ever watched men's Olympic volleyball. There might be a husband for you on a volleyball team somewhere. Hey, you never know. I'm not fucking playing. <laughs> I'm not playing. Like, there might be a Taking husband for you somewhere on a volleyball team. Some tall, good-looking son of a bitch. 
Listen, don't do that to me. We can't even. I, I feel like I wanted to talk to everybody about this because I know most of you guys follow me on my Twitter at Jessica Evil Eye. And this weekend, I um, I had first the couple, a couple of things, right? The powers of social media and being able to use a platform like that in, in a positive way um, is number one. Did you see that guy? Did I show that video of that guy that um, went to that lady's ring doorbell? I did see this video. Man, that's crazy. You said someone sent it to you too? Yeah, a friend of mine who is like a, he's a, a pro wrestler, but he lives in Texas, right? Sent me this video because he knows that we live in Vegas. Right. And there was a video where a very disturbed man was on the front porch and he was captured on ring camera. And I believe we have a little clip of that. Yeah. Are you absolutely certain? Sure. So who are you? What? Yeah? Are you sure? Who are you? Hey, I just had a couple questions. I just wanted to ask you about uh, AB Tool. Yeah, can you hear me? Uh, what I'm looking for is for the girl that's in the house to come out here because I'm going to rape her and kill her. Right, yeah. Oh my God! And it even goes like all the way before that because he kept saying like, "Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure?" So, um, just to give some backstory on it, the lady, um, it's here in Las Vegas, and obviously, there's a lot going on in Las Vegas. Obviously, if you've been down to the downtown area, I, I mean, the the homeless issue has continuously grown. Um, it's it's constantly something that we're we're constantly dealing with. So the guy was saying on the beginning part of the video, he just randomly shows up, starts ringing her doorbell and saying to her, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? And she was never even saying anything back to him. This is clearly just a psychotic person. Well, yeah. Now, what's interesting to me about this, because the first thing that I thought when I saw the video was, have they found this fucking guy yet? And they didn't, thank God, for social media and for people coming together and saying, hey, look, we got to find this guy. Like, we got to figure him out. I think they found him um, just, like, wandering around. I haven't been able to find any updates yet on whether or not the guy, um, you know, had been locked up for any, you know, longer time. But I think that, um, you know, just the thought alone, like, of, of some of these things that happened, thank God for ring cameras and the powers of social media to find people. Um, to like stop these things from happening. Clearly that guy is not in the right state of mind. Clearly he's got problems, right? We need to get him off the street as soon, you know, as soon as we can. And I think this is one of those situations again, where you follow, if you follow me on my Twitter, I posted recently, um, there's just been somebody and I'm sure he'll probably follow me. If you're following me now on YouTube, you can stop. You can stop now. <laughs> um, but for multiple months, they have been trying to act like somebody from like either the one time he's acting like clearly in this one, he's acting like Cowboy Cerrone. So I have a video or a picture of the text message that happened this weekend of the same human being because I, I let's let's not be stereotypical. I won't call him a guy. You don't technically know, but this human being has constantly, um, for multiple months, acting like somebody different all the time, right? So uh, constantly acting like um, someone either I know 
or they'll try to entice me through conversations of being like, hey, I lost my phone number. So um, here's one of them right now. I posted on my Twitter. Actually, no, here's an old one. This is perfect. This is when they tried to act like Cody Garbrandt, right? They, this is when he tried to literally act like Cody Garbrandt. And you know what's even funnier about it? Um, on this one, I, I laugh because, like, that is the oldest picture of Cody. Like, did you take it with your flip phone? What are you doing, dude? Like, he literally, took, I want to be he like. He took a picture, a shitty picture of Cody looking somewhere else, cropped out everything that was relevant around it, and acted like someone took that picture of themselves to show to someone else. Like, that picture would be the worst selfie any good-looking motherfucker has ever taken of themselves, right? Yeah. Like, so, so <laughs> like it's no like, one's ever done that. No one's ever taken a picture like that of themselves and sent it to kidding? someone else. But many, many catfish have attempted to do things. Jesus. Like this, right. So, so that that idea of the ring camera capture going viral, everybody seeing that video. So many people seeing that video, that actions are well. Taken, they can find that guy. They, find they can guy. find who that guy was. Is this why you are posting that? That number on Twitter, you're like, wait a second. If it works to catch that motherfucker, we're going to play to catch a bitch. I, I, I wanted just like him to how he, whoever, he, I don't know why I've, I've, I've gendered him to a he. It's a he. Um, but Let's not play games like, here. It's literally the point where I'm like, you message me all the time. Like, you always try to do this. It's been multiple phone numbers. Um, you know, and here is the other one that I have most recently. And I finally, like, there, this has not been the only time that I've said, hey, I'm going to go to the police. Hey, I'm going to go. Like, this one, I finally went to Twitter, and I posted this out this Saturday. Um, and again, like, you can see where I say in there, um, God, what do I say to the guy? Um, do we know if any of your fans have started hitting, like, no, a couple of them did. They screenshotted like um, someone put like pussy. You know what I mean on, on oh, one no, guy. You know what I mean. Is but, he like, responding to them? No, of course not. I guarantee. Well, you could tell if you if you see like on that message, he was like, "Wow, okay." Like, "Wow, okay, what?" Like, you you know, stop. Like, you know that you are no, Albuquerque. I don't have any friends in Albuquerque. I have none. I have zero. Like, the only human being is Cowboy Cerrone who trains there. You know what I mean? Like, I have never been to, I have never trained there. I've never done that. Like, clearly that's not Cowboy. <laughs> you know what so I mean? Funny. Like, why are you trying to act like that? And then, like, the other one acting like Cody. Like, the one original, the Cody message, he, because I was pissed off at Southwest because they made us stay on there on the plane for an hour with my mask on and they weren't telling us why we were on there. And I was like, hey, can we just get an update? And something I'd said on South, like Southwest. So the person follows me on Twitter. That's why I went to Twitter, right? Because every time I bitch on Twitter, that person, whoever it is, is making multiple different messages. Well, he'll start messaging me about that and act like he's someone. Because I had tweeted Cody and I was like, Cody, I'm sorry Southwest did you that way. And then all of a sudden I get a text, just, hey, man, thanks for coming to my back. This is my new number. And I'm like, Cody's like me, man. He still rocks, you know, our 330. You know what I mean? Like, we're still 330 numbers. We're still, you know, Ohio. So then the guy, um, and might remind you, this, is, this has happened multiple times. It's been multiple people. Like, again, the girl one was like, hey, girl. The one time was like as a female trying to get me to entice where they were like, hey, girl, you'll never, you never guess who I ran into. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's been multiple. And I block, I usually just block them. Every once in a while, he'll get, he'll, whoever this person catches me at the right time. Um, and Not you know, being famous is fucking awesome. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, but you know what the craziest thing is? Is you know how many forensic file things we've watched that these are normal people? You know what I mean? So it like brings me to that, like that you even saying that, like to not be famous, like someone was like on my on um on my Twitter, you know, like, and I'm gonna be 100%, I'm usually a victim shamer and it's not a good quality. <laughs> it's a terrible quality in me, but most times, like, I wanna, like, the investigator in me wants to find you out. Like, like, I'm a problem solver. I'm like, I wanna find out what's going on. What were you so, doing? Why didn't yeah, you call me? Yes, exactly, <laughs> like, I wanna know the details. Like, give me the, give me the rundown. So for me, like, it, th then the guy goes, on my Twitter, and of course, I usually read it, and then I just end up blocking them. So again, like if someone acts like a like douchebag and basically tells me I deserve this kind of treatment, anybody who tells me I deserve whatever this human keeps doing, and I've said it multiple times to whoever this person is, like, if this is the way you want my attention, this is not the way to go about it. Like we can have a conversation, we can we can even meet. Like if you tell me who you are, stop acting like behind these other people. Like you know what I mean? Like that's the worst thing ever. Like you don't I, you don't need to get my attention. Clearly, you know I'm reading the messages. Clearly, like my OCD can't handle a message not being read. You know what I mean? Like I'm seeing it. Like just talk to me. Like yes, it's my number. You good job. Way to figure it out, right? Like you're and, a super sleuth. The greatest investigator of all time. You found the phone number of an internet fighter lady. And now... <laughs> now and people found my number, just like we talked about on the last podcast. I, I do not recommend any human being to ever uninvitingly inv you know, come at me at an, in a negative way. I am, um, you know, I'm built to protect myself. So, you know, at any at any cost, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to protect myself. So um, you can address me in a friendly manner and you'll get a friendly person if you address me in a non-friendly manner. I can't, I can't say who I know that I'll be because, you know, like... I might bite. You're like, <laughs> look, all bets are off. Bite. I all might bets bite. I might bite. I really might. So um, I went to Twitter to share with people. But again, the, oh, to, to go back to the, the guy basically telling me like, hey, you have an OnlyFans. What do you expect? And I'm like, no, OnlyFans is for where they can talk to me. And we can have an agreement. Well, that's a broken idea. So that, that idea is broken because... Saying you have an OnlyFans, what do you expect? Is is basically saying you've opened yourself up by putting yourself in a place where other people are sexualized and where you are sexualized. However, that's really a small number of people who are even involved in the OnlyFans, right? Right. So like, well, if the same motherfucker that says like, well, you have an OnlyFans, what did you expect? It's like, well, bitch, you have a Facebook. What do you expect? You have an Instagram. What do you expect? You have your There was a phone book back in the day with everybody's fucking phone number in it. Should everyone expect to be harassed? Like, is that how it works? Like, if, if you have a way of being contacted to other people, does that mean that now it's it's open season on you? What it means the fuck it doesn't you matter. You get, to, you get to treat me however you want. You get to do whatever you want. What I expect is that I will be treated with respect when I act. Like, when I'm, when I'm public. I, I expect that if you see me, that you'll treat me like a human. <laughs> That's what I It's expect. crazy because we glorify blue check marks and you and I have talked about this how I um you know me like I'm not a conspiracy theorist or anything like that but I I do believe our world is 
is starting to become more Scientologists. And this is a whole nother conversation. I'll, I'll dive into it right now because people are valuing people based upon how much money they have. You're like, oh, he's got a blue check mark. He made a billion this year. He's a great human being. No, that just means he made a, a billion dollars. So if we're saying that somebody makes a lot of money means that they're a good person first, come on. Like, I'm and a not lot even going to go there today. A lot I'm not of those even going to go on that. that but that's, are like worshiping but, these blue checks. But that's what don't happens to me. Perceive these blue checks for what they really are. But that's and that's the problem is that the, who most people see perceive me. They're like, all right, either like they're they're testing the waters. You know what I mean on it. And I literally want to like, do not test the water in that way because I am built to protect myself. And if you come at me when you act like you're a liar, the last thing you do is lie. Don't lie. Like, we don't got to lie. We don't got to be those kinds of people. Like, if you want my attention or you want something, that that's not it. So, again, thinking that just because I'm a blue check mark that I'm deserving of treatments or any of that is not true. If you want to look at me, my, my blue check mark, and you go, wow, this woman's a really good person. You know, like, I want to treat her well, right? I want to be that way. Like, right? We can do that, right? But base it upon my my integrity as a person, my character, my character, not my, you know what I mean? Like, don't just be like, oh, well, they made a million dollars, so they must be a great human being. I know a million people that do not make a million dollars and who are probably genuinely good good people and are, are could even be better than some of the people that we idolize just because they, you know, did something or had a blue check mark. You know what I mean? Or made a movie once and played a character. You know what I mean? And outside of that, they're doing crazy things to people or they're robbers or they're drug addicts or they're, you know, these things. So it's like a part of me is like, I, again, that, that's a whole nother conversation. We'll find a way to dive into that. I think that the biggest thing right now is um, people thinking that it's okay that you, you can treat people A this way, but the fact that there are more people out there like that ring doorbell guy, there are more people out there um, out there for like this gentleman or whoever it is messaging me. There's more of that out there, but there's more social media power where we can come together and and help people. So I feel I feel less endangered now that I've shared it. Yeah, to be honest, like, I understand. I like I feel like how could somebody like do anything to me now because that's that's out there. You know what I mean? Now that they know, and if something did happen people would be made aware of it. I, I can't make, someone was like, oh, that's what police reports are made for. I, hey guys, I can't make a police report on an app number, right? Like I can't, they're, they're not gonna, they're not gonna do anything about it. I could go file a complaint and put it down in, in writing, but that's still not for gonna the sake do anything of doing for it. the sake of doing it, right? Like you have like history behind it, but I have that. I have an old file of all these numbers and <laughs> all these different apps that I had to look is, up. It is more likely that the internet backlash against a person will be stronger than something that the legal system can do at the current time. Like, unless somebody snatches you up or shows up in person, the cops aren't going to do a goddamn thing. So, like, they can advise you all they want. Like, well, you can go through the, the process of filing a police report, ma'am. But that's all you'll have done is, like, spend some time writing down a note, right? But if you say, hey, I've been getting messages from the following number. And those messages feel unwarranted. Thank you, fans. <laughs> I think that's, you know, I, I think it's it's crazy because the thing about it is like these people, are, they're some genuinely good people. And I want my followers to know, like, 
where people will be like, I read the comments. I do. I, I know that people sometimes will tell me it's to dangerous. get off them. I know it is. And you know me. There's You lived with me for two and a half years. You've seen me stomp around the house being like, dang. And then you've seen me other times. You're like, I'm so proud of her. She didn't even care. <laughs> and I'm growing into that. You know what I mean? Like recently someone dropped in my dm and was like you're dumb and i'm like well you're dumb too <laughs> you know what i mean like i don't i don't know how to really respond back you to are it. Really dumb. <laughs> but i don't know like how even in general like how people will say like i i have thicker skin these days because of it but i do read the comments and i do appreciate all the good people out there you are why i want to do my podcast you are why i want to even share my life you're even why I want to like be a part of it because there are so many good people out there. And again, when we start to alienate these assholes, <laughs> we can now start finding ways in social media to use it in a pos positive way. And I used to use social media in a positive way, and and I won't I won't let I won't let other people ruin that. So I won't let guys, you know, like the the app guy. I won't let my fear for being a female in, in life and worrying about the ring guy because social media will at least help me and I can use that in a positive way and I'll keep growing my relationship with them, you know, in, in, I in those ways. I understand how those ideas are connected in your head too. Like, And I feel like that's, and that's important and that's important and, and it gives people voice to speak out when they're going through something bad. You know, it's, it's always hard to be like, oh, I'm going through something. You know what I mean? Or... You know, if something bad happened, you know, we're we're in a, a day and age where we're finding some um, skeletons come out of a lot of people's closets, a lot of a lot of things. Like, I mean, it, it could even go as far as the cheating with the Russian Olympic years ago to, <laughs> you know, to some of um, the backstory behind, you know, what happened to some of those young gymnasts in the early years. I think now we're starting to find people who find the courage right away when something bad happens to come right out, right? Like... That woman posted that out, and it was in a couple hours that gentleman was picked up. So the power of social media has some positivity, and let's keep using it um, in that way. Let's and also use social media to, to take a, a moment to think about what they've done to our home, Jess. Oh, See, yeah? While we were in the desert, Jess, <laughs> while we were in the desert doing fight stuff, they took something that was something, and they, they changed it. They changed it to something terrible, what? Jess. Do you I'm know? I'm confused. What happened? <laughs> when we left Ohio, there was a mm. baseball team mm. known as the Cleveland Indians. That team is no longer known as the Indians. Oh my God. The our Chief Wahoo. That team is now known as the Guardians. Oh no. And, it doesn't um, look like the Major so League that's logo, the new logo. kinda. Isn't the I wish we had a picture of the major isn't that kinda like the major league where it was Didn't like they just use glasses? Wahoo? Oh, with the with the glasses on with the, the wahoo. Glasses on, on well on the wahoo with the wasn't there lightning bolts? You got to show oh, me. I don't know. We're Wild gonna have to thing. Figure it out. We're have to. We're gonna have to find <laughs> it. But wasn't the old logo where they had lightning bolts and? I, know. I, I don't know if that was a full logo or not. I've only seen Major League a couple of times. What I think is crazy is the reaction, as if like this happened overnight, is crazy. The fact that it's happening at all. I still think it's a little crazy, which I know people that like people think that it's wrong to have this name. There's so many people that just think that it's carte blanche wrong. And I think there's a there's a gray area there that like nobody wants to talk about. And like I, I'm happy to talk about it. <laughs> like I have I don't get offended by things. Right. Like people would say that these people are not to be marginalized and to become a mascot. 
That's that's the overall argument, right? Like you can't name a team the Cleveland Indians just like you couldn't name a team the Cleveland Caucasians is the argument that people are going to say. So where right? is the argument for the Pittsburgh Pirates and some of these other you know, well, leagues that pirates are in aren't a race of people. That's what they're going to say. They're going to say pirates aren't a race of people. Being a pirate is a choice. Being an Indian is not a choice. And so you can't you can't make a team. I mean, in, in our new culture, I mean, it is. <laughs> well, in our new culture, in our new. But that's what I'm saying. But in our new culture, it says that if I would like to identify as an Indian, I am allowed to. Oh. I am allowed to identify as an Indian. You and Rachel Dolezal so, can identify however <laughs> the fuck you guys want. But that's what I'm saying, <laughs> right? Like, if you want to identify, so it's like, why why have we why have we picked on our dear Indians? Um, so much and you know when I actually can say that I think that it changed the most is when the Indians and when the notoriety really started to change because the Indians were were not doing good for for many years but it was when they made it to the World Series and it was there and in, in our new um our new stadium that was the resurgence field. of the argument and so this is like this is the that's 90s. when it restarted again because that's when they started rioting and they started like protesting so and- like so let's think about that it's 2021 and in the 90s people were really mad about this. Like when we were children, people were like actively mad about it. And when we say people, we're talking about a small number of people. A small number of people highly, highly upset over this name and especially over the character of Chief Wahoo, Mm -hmm. which is a red-faced entity with very square features and big teeth, right? And they're like, this is a racist caricature. And it's like, but do you know that you don't look like that? Yeah, well, yeah, so that's interesting. That's an interesting way to look at it. We know that this isn't supposed to be a person. This isn't emulating any human being. It's, It's just, it's hard to acknowledge the fact that the way that people get named, because this is where it really comes down to, in my opinion, the way that people get named, you don't get to name yourself. So, like, you, you, you don't get to say, like, um, I don't want there to be a Cleveland Indians, but I'm totally cool with the fact that there's an American Indian college fund. Well, like, is the name naughty or not? Like, <laughs> like, is it wrong to be called an Indian or not? Is it like, where's the, where are the lines? And if there are no lines, which there probably aren't, and there's really just intent, do you believe that the intent was for people to call themselves something racist to make somebody feel shitty about themselves and then profit from it by being a team in a major baseball. Like, like, I think it's bullshit. <laughs> and I know that um, it's bullshit. I wanted to go back. And I think that I have an Indian jersey. I was fortunate enough to throw out the pitch um, at an Indians game once. And I have a custom Indians Jessica Eye jersey <laughs> That I love and I will always wear proud. And it was like, it's very nostalgic to me and a lot of the way that I grew up. And I think that's how a lot of us feel like a generation has been taken from us. Um, and now maybe a new one will be started um, because now there's no going back. We're no longer going to be the Indians. I mean, we are the Indians. That's how I'll always remember them. But it, it's not going to be that new way anymore. And I'd seen so many people posting recently um, because it is baseball season back in Ohio. Um, at the Indians game and, you know, posting all that, that um, I will get to go back there and wear my Indians jersey. And I will support them and their new endeavors um, because it's an amazing team. And I've been very fortunate to have some kind of camaraderie with them and be able to be a part of that. So I think that's super fun and super cool. But um, I will be making my trip back very soon. So um, 
I will be doing a cross country trip um, <laughs> from Las Vegas to Ohio. And I'm totally not one of those people. I'm not going to spend like 20 hours getting there as fast as I can. But me and my dogs, um, Diego and Athena, are going to take a trip across country and head back to Cleveland, hang out with the family, hang out, um, you know, with all my friends. Can I call my family my friends? Yes. Um, my family, my, <laughs> my friend family, my family. Um, hang out with them. Um, but I'm really excited to like share some of that trip with, um, everyone to like get a chance to like see me go across country. I'm kind of excited to do it myself. I'm kind of excited to see like what I get to see and, and take my time. I've never done anything like that. And I just think that like the pressure of just like not feeling like I have to go right back into a fight camp where I let my forehead heal. I can't take contact for about five, six more weeks. Um, just so I don't have to worry about it opening back up or any more issues with it. So I'm excited to take that trip across country um, with the dogs. I'm definitely going to get some cool footage for my OnlyFans and for the podcast so that people can get a chance to like, follow along. Um, maybe I'll try to convince you and Casey to like go along with me. <laughs> You're like, and maybe I'll convince you to get in the fucking car. Right. It'd be fun. I just think it's something I've never done. And, and, you know, obviously I'm, I'm just spending my time right now. What, before I, you know, decide whether or not to go into a next fight camp, whether or not they actually try to ask me to fight Macy Barber, you know, and whether, you know, that is, cause we already know, like I'm, I'm always a gamer for fighting and if they make the opportunity perfect for me, I'm I'm definitely going to take it. So um, I think over these next couple of weeks, I'll get a chance to just enjoy myself. Tomorrow is my birthday. Yes. So um, I will be 27. <laughs> or, I, mean, I, will, I will not be 27. Tomorrow will be the 27th. See, my edibles kicking in now. No, I think no. Leave <laughs> that was there. from us eating it earlier. I'm actually 35 on the 27th. Um, and I'm going to spend some time doing some of the things that I want. I'm going to Cancun, um, on the 6th to the 10th. And then also from the 28th, I think to the 31st, I'm going to San Diego. You're like a comedian friends. right now, dropping I your know. dates. I know, right? I'm going. It's You're like, I'm going. I'll be at Zany's on the yeah. 10th. <laughs> <laughs> like, find me, yeah, follow me on Instagram. Me um, but yeah, that's actually going to be my ne my my first stop after my birthday. I love San Diego. It's always a fun time. I get to go up there and see a very good friend of mine and someone who's been a huge supporter of my career, the Originals. Um, they are cultivators for some amazing uh, marijuana that I absolutely love. The smile. So I'm going to be heading up to San Diego. <laughs> the smile that. that hits your face when you <laughs> say the word marijuana is hilarious. <laughs> You're like, they, <laughs> they cultivate some of the finest <laughs> marijuana that anyone could find, which they is really 100% true. And we will. And we'll get a chance to talk more about them and spend time with them. And I will showcase who they are. If you aren't already following me on my IG, it is Originals Family Farm. They have a new one in San Diego, but they're originally in L.A. A great group of guys that came together um, to make a really amazing product for people. And I'm super excited to go down there and see their new facility in San Diego and see you, Jimmy. Can't wait. Um, can't wait to see all my friends. I'm actually going to go stop over and see, um, little heathen and Excellent. see their little heathens over there and Cindy and, and hang out with some friends and get some really, really good food and, you know, probably, you know, work out, lift a little bit, work out a little bit. It's time. I don't want to get punched in the face quite yet, but I'm ready to start lifting and, and, and getting back into like my part and my most biggest passion. And that's, you know, fitness and food. So something going to be something fun. I'm, you know, I'm excited to start doing. 
the first thing you do when you turn 35 is drive across the country, right? And then get super swole. And then you'll come back and we'll figure out what's next. I think that sounds great. I think that's a really great end to another great podcast and super excited that I get to keep sharing my life with everyone. I think we're going to keep getting better at this podcast stuff and being sharing more of my life and giving you guys a little bit more update on on no more fake news. You hear it straight from my mouth. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you straight and I'll let you know how I see things. And thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode two. Um, God, can you imagine what we're going to be like from episode 200? All I do is imagine that. (laughs) Thanks, guys, for tuning in. We'll see you next time.